back. Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. How are we doing this week, guys? I am great. I had a two-week, you know, a little vacation there, uh, back and better than ever. And uh, this week got Katerina Chev on the podcast. Katerina is from Ukraine. Ukraine, uh, Odessa in Ukraine, she'll talk all about it. Uh, she is uh, a woman who wears many, many hats and um, very interesting to me. Great conversation. And, and one thing I did realize when I was going back and listening to it is that it it definitely reflects the idea that I believe that, you know, whatever happens, you know, it, it may seem sometimes like it's bad in the moment, but it turns out for the best. So, I mean, there's multiple examples you hear, you know, from something that her mother said to her, um, to, you know, getting a specific job that she was maybe iffy about. And, you know, it just kind of in the end working out for the best for her. And I very much enjoyed her message and, you know, just hearing her thought process about all these things. And, um, I'm excited for you to hear. So let's get into it. Uh, Katerina, thanks for coming out and, uh, I hope y'all enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. But What's up? Katerina, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Katerina, you can do stand-up comedy. You do fashion, nanotechnology. What can't you do? I can cook <laughs> and clean and some other things that I can do. Yeah. But yeah, I try to like spread my interests in different fields so I don't get bored with anything in particular. Really? Yeah. That's actually a good way of thinking about it. I'm kind of relating that to that right now in my life. I'm trying to explore a lot of different options. I, don't, I just came from rock climbing, so that sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, somebody beat you up. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so I mean, tell us a little bit before we get too into all that stuff, um, kind of like your background a little bit, where you're from, how you grew up, how you got where you are now, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Ukraine Hmm. in the city called Odessa. It's like Miami of Ukraine. It's really fun in Odessa. It's like beaches and clubs and girls. It's like the great place to just like come. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really, it's a really fun place to come visit. Hmm. Um, and very cheap. And, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's like great destination for single American men. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You got me sold. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so I was born and raised there. And I sort of, when I was in school, applied for this exchange program. It wasn't like really exchange. It was like one way exchange. So they would send Ukrainian kids to random places in America will like live in host families and attend schools. Yeah. Well, so quick question. Was that like through a pro were you in high school or when was that? I was in high school and that was like Department of State sponsored. Okay. Program. We, I mean we did that. We like my family actually had like a French girl come and stay really? with us. Yeah, for a little bit. Was it funny? Still friends with her? Uh I mean I was like five and I thought and she was like in high school and I was like in love with her and it's fine. <laughs> we'll never talk again, but it's fine. You just like look her up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Honestly, I I remember her name was Alex and that's about it. So <laughs> Yeah, so my host family, they were like in their 65 like something like that they're old so their kids were all grown up okay and they just i guess were kind of like bored i don't know (laughs) i don't know who like in their right mind would host a teenager (laughs) i was such a 
can you curse here? I was like yes. an awful. I was such a bitch when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I was so mean to them too. Teenage and, women. You know, I grew up. I recognized my mistakes. But I would definitely be like, what do you mean you want me to clean host parents? Oh. Uh, no, I know. Yeah. It's not nice. No, it's You okay. know, it's hormones. Yeah. Uh, puberty. Well, yeah, you're like out there trying to be on like vacation. Kind of, you know. Kind trying of, to check out yeah. America, but. No, they were definitely like a little more like older people. Oh, we're gonna shut off the internet if you don't make up your bed. And they <laughs> did, so I was irritated with that. But it, that basically got placed in Circleville, Ohio. It was like a middle of cornfields place. I'm from Ohio, dude. Really? Yeah. Do you know how you're familiar with Circleville, Ohio? Not, not necessarily. I mean, I've probably been through it a they couple They have but. a world known pumpkin festival oh really yeah where it's like they shut off the entire city for like four days everybody like comes and eats pumpkins it was like insane <laughs> to me yeah no. I, was, I was like what is happening yeah. the entire time but it was such a big celebration for like pumpkins yeah that's people awesome. were like competing with the larger it was like yeah nothing. no i mean that's all we got out there is like we have uh, apple fest it's like the fall like festivities that's really all we got going for us in ohio that's that's one thing that like i love about well one of many things that i love about american culture all those like festivals where yeah. you just like go eat food and it's like <laughs> games yeah yeah it's good stuff okay so that was like the first time in america that was my first time in america uh first time like really immersing myself in like english Mm. language environment because i basically came in and like i studied english in school but i guess it's like how people study spanish here like you kind of (laughs) know it it's like hola you know but like that's kind of was me it's like hello How long did it take for you to, like, pick that up? So, I think there was basically, like, no Russian people in mm. Ohio. I don't know if that's typical, but at least oh, in no, Circleville, Ohio, there were, like, no, no people that could speak the language with. And I think the program was also telling us, oh, you shouldn't, like, call your parents because, like, you want to get the language up to, like, a good level. So, basically, that's what I did. I think I started understanding people just like one-on-one conversation fully after like two months okay. and then like six months is when I started understanding what people like sitting at the lunch tables you know because <laughs> it was just a mess yeah but I think it was like pretty quickly language, language my question for language is always like really interesting to me because I feel like language really shapes how people think and mm-hmm. so have you noticed any difference in you know being immersed in English um, since your Russian like background has it changed like your thoughts or ideas about anything at all or um I think now if I come back I have like accent in Russian language which is my first language you know so like I guess yeah do you, do you bit... think in Russian still all the time it's like a mix. Really? So, yeah, sometimes like some things that are just like easier to say with um, uh, American, like yeah, in American. American. Like it, basically, that's the same thing as if like I'm talking to Russian Ukrainian people that are here that moved here. It's like a mix. Well, one sentence in English, one sentence in yeah. Russian. That's fair. In so, Russia, do you ever speak about people behind their backs in English? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because too many people know it, but oh, but like it was, uh, it's sometimes cute when I go uh, home. I like, and one of my friends would call me, and I'll be like walking down the street speaking English, and people will be like turning their heads, and oh, you know, they're like, "Oh, who's that foreign person?" <laughs> yeah, looking exactly like everybody, every other Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah, that's fun though. Um, so yeah, so then that was like 
that for you was like, all right, you're going to move over here? That was... I really liked the United States. I kind of like was definitely vibing with mentality mm. more than in Ukraine. In Ukraine, everybody's just a little more like mean. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, they're... Um... And then you moved to Philadelphia. <laughs> and then I moved to Philadelphia. <laughs> where I was like, oh, great. Yeah. This is home now. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love that joke that you have where you're like, oh, there's you guys have free healthcare too with like the syringes on the ground. Didn't do you want me to tell the joke? <laughs> it's, like, it's rehearsed. It, I've been telling. That's, that's probably one of the jokes that just like came to me, you know? Those are the best ones. I just like was sitting there and I wrote it down and I'm like, this is great. Mm. I told my friend, he was like cracking up. I'm like, all right, this is a good joke. Yeah. And I was like, um, I moved here six years ago and I remember coming it was like a different planet the roads are nice the streets are clean people are smiling and then I got to Philadelphia <laughs> immediately felt like home yeah. I saw syringes on the ground and I was like wow they have free healthcare too <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great um, that's yeah so I guess like when I mean, you must have had to decide on, like, what you were going to do in America before you moved over, right? Yeah, so after that exchange year, I came back, and, like, they say, it's so interesting, they say that the reverse culture shock mm. is, like, worse than, like, initial culture shock, so, like, coming back to your country yeah. is worse, and it was like that for me, I was, like, almost depressed, you know, for, like, a uh. month or two, because I was just like, ah... I hate everything. This is not the same. So I was like, all right, wow. I'm going to do everything to try to go to the United States. Nice. And um, I also knew that, you know, small town like Circleville was all right, but I wanted to go to a bigger city now where there are like more foreign I people. Mean, you're from Odessa, you know what I mean? You can't be in Ohio. I can't be in Ohio. <laughs> no, I, so I started applying to schools. Um, I was applying to places that would give scholarships to international students, which limits it like to only very few places yeah. um, but at this point did you already know you wanted to do like nanotechnology i knew that w with like nanotechnology i actually like um more was thinking more like just like in terms of engineering okay um that i have bigger chances of getting in and receiving a scholarship than if i did anything else yeah nice. so i always sort of like arts but i also knew that i'm good at math good at science i can like basically do all that the thing about like ukrainian schools is there is no like choice of subjects basically whatever government gives you to study you study and everybody does the same so by the time you're graduating you have no idea what you like actually like yeah. what you're actually good at because you've studied all of the subjects all of the time yeah so it was tough i literally was like should i go to law school should i do journalism should i do like sci i was all over the place mm -hmm. so i was like okay but i think engineering is a safe bet for America to want me to come, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's what I did. I got a scholarship at Drexel. Yeah. And then I Did you really, like, take to it? Like, I don't know, engineering? I know you say it's like you kind of just chose it because it was a good fit. But once you started taking the classes, were you like, okay. The thing of... with my scholarship that I was, like, very um, lucky that they you could basically, like, switch majors. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, it wasn't, like, major specific it was kind of like just for the leadership and blah 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 and um yeah so i had a choice of switching to business but i started taking chemical engineering courses that's what i started doing when i first came and i was like all right this is fun 
Like, everybody kind of struggles in the same yeah. <laughs> way. It's not that bad. Everybody's so. failing. It's fine. <laughs> everybody's failing. It's okay. Just like comedy. No, just like, yeah, no, well, exactly. It's <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it made us closer. And I was like in the engineering community where we also lived together. It was a great time. Nice. So. Yeah, messed around in some frats, you know, popped around over to... Uh, did you join any sororities or anything? Did anything fun so, in college? Basically, when I first uh, came, right, I was like, all right, engineering in school, but I still want to do, like, pursue my art wait, wait, passion. Quick, yeah, quick question. I'm actually curious. Do they have, like, fraternities and sororities over in Ukraine? They don't, no. Interesting. Wow. That would be weird that if they did. Weird. Yeah, but anyways, I'm sorry. Um, no, so you knew you still had the art, the it, passion for art. Yeah, it... I, I was like, let me join, let me try joining some, like, theater stuff. And at that time, that was, what, like, seven years ago, I had terrible accent. <laughs> like, you could barely probably understand what I was saying mm-hmm. half of the time. So that's a little, makes it a little hard to be an actress with that kind of thing. Yeah, so was your initial, like, I know you said just art-based and creativity-based, but was it initially, like, acting that you wanted to get into? I, yeah, okay. definitely acting more than anything else. Before that, I've done, like, dancing for a while in ukraine but i've just like really? yeah that's I, fun yeah nah, it's yeah it's just something at some point i really wanted to be a dancer but my mom was like you're not gonna be a dancer <laughs> i was like all right mom <laughs> never let anybody tell you you can't do anything in the retrospect thank <laughs> gosh she did not let me be a dancer because like that's such a tough like area like it's so physical and there are like not that many job opportunities you like end up becoming like a coach or like dance instructor so i'm happy (laughs) i'm like thank you mom um but acting i went in i had some really amazing um professors that you know encouraged me and they're like oh I remember um, I signed up for like musical, basically like with like half theater classes that you can sign up for. I signed up for musical cabaret class. So basically where they give you a song at the end of the term, you like give a performance of that song. Nice, yeah. To get into that, you kind of had to audition. So like just to sing a little part so they would like know your voice range, what to, song to assign you. Yeah. And I kid you not, like my audition for that was like, if you look up like bad X Factor auditions <laughs> where people just like, ah, like this, <laughs> exactly that. It was so embarrassing. Like everybody was just like staring at me with like, you know, fear in their eyes. Like what is happening? <laughs> and my professor was like, just, just breathe, just breathe. Like while I'm singing, because yeah. everybody's like knowing that I'm freaking out. This is uh, going yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm. And after that, but like you, they couldn't kick me out because it was like class. It wasn't right. like a show or anything. Right. So when they're giving us song assignments, they're like, Katarina, you're so brave. <laughs> like, yep, yep. That's me. And they're like, we're going to give you a funny song. Because you're also so funny. I'm like, wow. All right. So that's they kind tough. of saw my talents. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm brave and funny. Okay. Right there. Um, and oh, wow. That, I mean, that, yeah, that definitely plays into what, I mean, comedy, absolutely. But we'll get to that. Again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. so that was like kind of my initiation with the performance arts uh performing arts Mm -hmm. yeah but uh i had some really great instructors not in like in singing but just in acting had really good voice teacher who you know helped me with the accent she like at some point i was doing a bit 
where there will be like, we had a group probably of like 10 people in the class and I was doing something and the professor was like, all right, everybody listen to Katarina. And in your, your script, they had like a printout of what I was saying. Mark every single thing that you don't understand oh, that no. she is saying. And so they did that exercise, which was basically was like everything oh, on the page. Yeah. Um, and I fixed it. Yeah. It was, uh, I think I'm much, much better in terms of my English Yeah, language I can understand now. you, I think. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's still some people that struggle, but mm. it's like very few. It's like one in a hundred people that I meet. Yeah. But yeah, so talking about sororities and fraternities i did want to join my first year i was like all right i don't think i'm ready yet i'm gonna like wait a little bit but it did look fun so drexel is a five-year program i was doing five-year program so i was like okay let me go to a rush i guess whatever to like join sorority in my third year Mm -hmm. and (laughs) yeah i don't know if it was me or if it was you know that i was pretty late in my college career basically they didn't take me oh no which was very sad that's so sad but that's like literally the reason why i went and auditioned for the improv team because mm. i was kind of upset i was like well now i have n- don't have that to do that i want like Wanted to fill to put- out my schedule right. let me go do something else mm-hmm. and that's the only reason why I was just like, okay, let me go do improv and fuck that sorority, dog. And like honestly, that's probably the best decision <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> because if I didn't get into improv, it's very likely that I would get into stand up, and mm. that's just such a big part of my life now that I yeah, can't. I would have just been like boring sorority girl. Yeah, not well, the sorority not girls boring, are boring yeah. but I would be a You'd boring. Be- yeah. <laughs> You'd be a Russian boring sorority. Russian boring. I was kidding. But yeah, no, that's awesome. So then, um, you know, improv. That How's that? How is that, by the way? It's fun. So we have a, a team. We call ourselves a team at Drexel. So it's like college improv. Hmm. But... I, I I mean, like, I've been to those college improv festivals, and I know, like, the stereotypical college improv that people do, and I don't think we do that. Oh, really? It seems like every... Because it's audition-based, and then we, like, really pick somebody who we vibe with, humor-wise. Okay. For some reason, it was just, like, always really smart, really funny people joining. Nice. Um, so it's been continuing like that. I think everybody who I've met who's on the team is just like an excellent comedian who can easily go and do stand up and be like really, really? funny. Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty confident that you're saying that there. Cause I know as stand up comedians, we'd be like improv people. Come on. You know what I mean? But like, I know the stereotype right, you know? Right, right. and I, I don't like, I don't think we fit in that stereotype or like <laughs> people that I interact with mm-hmm. on the group yeah yeah so it's like i i really enjoy it i really do think it like brings my comedy and my creative thinking no definitely to another level. i mean I, that's why i, I kind of wanted to do it when like in college um but our it was our college was pretty stereotypic uh improv class but I always wanted to do it because I feel like it would just make you think quicker, like on your feet. And so like when you're up on stage doing stand-up, you'd be able to riff a little bit easier or feel more, just even more comfortable up on stage, you know? Yeah, I don't know, because for me, like it doesn't really help, right? When I'm like 
playing a witch in improv that does not <laughs> translate to me riffing on stage, That's you know? Fair. Because I'm like in character, I have other people on stage like playing yeah. along. So I, I guess it should help, but it didn't really help me so far. Those are just like, for me, they're a little too different. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's curious. And so like, I guess you started with improv and then was school like still an overarching thing for you as well with the engineering? Because I feel like that's a very demanding major. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> for some reason I had like more energy than normal to do everything. That's awesome. I, it was like my days were completely filled up. I, I still did well in school. Um, yeah, it was just, I, I somehow like balanced it. Yeah. Even when I was like in serious, well, like production plays that Drexel did where people like buy tickets, we would like spend so much money on the sets. Right. There would be like all the professionals inviting to like do costumes and whatever those would be like four to five hours a day rehearsals Man. and yeah that was a tough time when i didn't have really much time to eat but i was just like so excited <laughs> and everything that i was doing that i'm like all right i'll get up let's I'll get it so, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was really fun i yeah and i managed to, to still get a good still get good grades okay. um, because otherwise they wouldn't have accepted me yeah in the graduate school right, right. which was what i'm doing now yeah so. well, real quick before we get into that um fashion where does this tie into the whole thing is this like a newer thing is you've always just been like killing it with the, the outfits and the drip or how's that work thank you thank yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me all the time yeah. no i I think in Ukraine, people are generally a little more... Especially like, Odessa. I guess especially Odessa. <laughs> yeah, people like just incorporate fashion in their like hmm. everyday lives. Because everybody, like, you can not really like go outside like wearing sports clothes. Because people, like, people judge you. Excuse I guess that's what I'm excuse trying. Excuse me, Katarina. I judge you right now. I know, <laughs> like, I understand. What are you wearing? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> I just, all right, fine. <laughs> But no, like... Uh, so in Ukraine, people judge you, and if you don't wear things that are fashionable, it's kind of a bad look. Um, maybe changes, maybe not like everybody, but definitely much more than in America. Okay. That's for sure. Yeah, because like when I was growing up, like in high school, I was just like, I'm just going to... Like, I was almost against the idea of expressing like myself through clothes, because I was like... Basically, it was like, you know, that seemed a little materialistic to me, but yeah. also I just got hand-me-downs and I just wanted to like make an excuse for, for being able to wear those all the time. Um, but now that like, at least for me, like now that I'm in Philadelphia, it's not like felt pressured, but recently I've just been like upgrading my wardrobe and I mean, I can't tell it right now, but you know, out at open mics, hopefully, you know, <laughs> I've been wearing like, uh, you know, I'd get some jewelry and got some cooler thrifty clothes or whatever. And sure. I think it really has become like like it's an expression you know what I mean it really is something it's not about me caring if other people are judging me but it's just a way for me to kind of express myself along with like what my creative uh, ideal are yeah no for me it was different because like without growing up it was always like oh you need we need to look nice if we're going to somebody's birthday somebody's celebration school whatever it was always like the pressure of people judging you so that I just like absorbed and I think I it took me a while to find my own okay. fashion really? style but when, when would you say that happened I would say I like really started getting into like probably two years ago oh wow three okay. years so ago so recent. 
it's pretty recent. I, I mean, like, I always dressed up nice. Right. I, I mean, it's just my upbringing. I cannot do, like, athleisure. Sure. I, yeah, like, I feel almost, I don't know, underdressed. Yeah, no, and I mean, I get that. I, I, I mean, like, I don't, I think that's really great for people who, like, don't feel that and don't have, like, that mind constraints that yeah, are just completely well, just stupid. Yeah, but just I, Yeah, but that's just how I grew up. Sure. Um, yeah, but, like, so probably three years ago, I mostly, like, just started following people on Instagram who are, like, how into, fish, into fashion, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's such a, like, integral part of my almost, like, character, you sure. know, now, that yeah, I absolutely. dress well, that mm-hmm. I always feel like I cannot all of a sudden start wearing, like, leggings and sweatshirt every day. People yeah. will be like, what happened? Is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only that, but it's like, like you said, you don't want to. You know, why would you want to? You just feel it's like... It's very you... comfortable, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. But, um, well, if you wanted to wear sweatpants, I wouldn't judge you, kind of, Rhea. That's, that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, believe that. Maybe for a little bit you will, and then yeah. be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I guess when did stand-up, like, when did that actually become an interest for you? So, I sort of was like... I really like doing comedy and being on stage and doing acting and being on stage. So, and as an international student on a visa, it's, you get like some constraints. For example, you cannot work like officially and legally. So if I go to a casting company, they cannot cast me. Wow. So yeah, because it's kind of like different kind of visa you know yeah. as a student you can't work that's part of it or they will deport you so it's pretty serious Jeez. punishment for yeah, that um so i was like all right i can't really do acting same thing with like agencies management i don't really i can't really sign any contracts because they'll wow. relate to like time so like let me go to the place where no one has an agent or manager. Yeah. Which is Philadelphia stand-up <laughs> There is no one there. No. Yeah. Maybe there's some people, but I've yet to meet somebody with an agent. Um, but yeah, so it's like, let me try that. It seems like it's more chill. It seems like if you do get paid, it's just like, here's 50 yeah. bucks up to the show. <laughs> you know, nothing serious. Um, and... Maybe by the time I will have like a different type of visa or like green card or whatever, whatever, I'll get good at it. Yeah. And, yeah. We'll and see maybe get some agents and stuff. And yeah. then, so then I guess when you graduated engineering five year school, um, how did, so this is all like, you know, these are all, it sounds like everything kind of coincided, happened at once. You're figuring everything out within the span of like, you know, your latter two years of your program and then moving into this. Uh, new program so what was that what was that like well it was it kind of like transitioned very smoothly because I basically worked during my undergrad Mm -hmm. for a very successful very nice very cool professor um, who's like globally known he's doing like developing new materials that everybody's like super excited about um, he has like this new beautiful laboratory. Usually, like if you go in laboratory, <laughs> even like I, in Ivy Leagues, they're just like so gross. They're like really? so small. The light is like that, like yellow. Oh, the dim it's yellow. like it's like all dirty. And you all, like, hear the uh, light, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. And then his laboratory is like open space, huge windows, everything white. I'm like. Nice. 
<sighs> and he asked me, he's like, do you want to just go into PhD with us? Because mm-hmm. I've been doing, you know, work for him and everybody liked me and everything. So I was like, yeah, why not? So I made the decision in February and in March COVID happened and mm. all jobs stopped hiring. Oh, so gosh. if I didn't make that decision, I'll be probably in Ukraine now. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. Yeah, definitely. But, but it was a good choice and that's what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I've it's my second year of And what specifically are you focusing so on? So his laboratory, I was doing my chemical engineering degree, his laboratory was in material science and nanomaterials. Okay. I actually like I tried to go material science as a degree, but it was so boring. Like <laughs> metal, ceramics, you yeah. know, it was not fun at all. And I'm like, hmm, I would stick with chemical engineering and <laughs> do like nanomaterials. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I did. And yeah, it, it's uh, it's good. It it's more like you're on employee status hmm. um, than a student. You still take like a few classes, but it's literally like one class a term. Nice. It's not like not a lot of pressure at all. And you just mostly work. You like go to nine laboratory. to five or something in the lab. Well, it's pretty nice that um, they have free schedule. It's kind of oh, like, but, really? but it's everybody works so hard. Uh-oh. Everybody kind of comes like on the weekends. Oh, it's, that, it's that kind of free schedule. Yeah. Where it's like, oh no, come in whenever. And everybody's like eight to eight. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's rough. People basically live in the lab. Oh, it's man. intense. Yeah. But you enjoy it though? I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. It's... It's a different kind of like thinking because mm-hmm. you're basically doing something that no one in the world has done before, sure. which is pretty exciting to think about. Mm-hmm. And then also you're becoming probably the like world's expert in that specific topic, which yeah. is also exciting to think about. Yeah. But that also requires a lot of work. Like, you know, that you have to read a lot. You have to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just like getting really into like the groove of oh. like working hard. Oh, that's good. Because my first year I was like in denial mode. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I want to go. And now I'm like, okay, I think to achieve great things, I have to. To put in that work. work. Well, mm-hmm. and I mean, like what you were saying, I mean, when you were doing like the performances four or five hours a day and on top of school and everything, you had the most energy you had, right? That's true. And like, you know, the prospect of becoming, uh, you know, somebody, one of the leading experts in, even if it's just metal or whatever, yeah. that is really exciting. That is energizing and motivating, you know? So, I mean, a lot of respect uh, for that, for sure. Um, but also, uh, do you find any connections between like that and your creative uh, arts at all? Maybe only that I have to like write a lot for both of the fields. <laughs> it's just a lot of writing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm like, did I apply for like journalism or something? What's happening? <laughs> So. Well, it's just like kind of like interesting to me to be able to live such completely different lives and it's still... Um... I was like, it. I think I felt it more explicitly when I had those like uh, long rehearsals and then school that I would get really tired of one of those things. Mm-hmm. 
and the other one would be like almost an outlet for me i'm like oh yeah. like i'm doing engineering thank god i don't have to like <laughs> rehearse my lines and like cry on stage and everything and then i'm like doing that on stage and i'm like oh thank god i don't have to like do math you know so yeah. like i was kind of like resting right. from one side while doing the other side and then i feel like that's how i feel with stand-up and school sure. now too it's yeah because I, I, that's kind of something again so this is very first thing we're talking about how like i've been i kind of like burnt myself out a little bit on stand-up i was doing it mm -hmm. so much and the thing about stand-up is like when you're not doing it and you have time to think, all you're thinking of is like, I'm not writing right now. Or like you feel a little guilty because you're not trying to think of something funny all the time. So uh, especially like having, so I heard one time on a podcast or something, basically it's nice to have a few projects going at once because that way if you're like at work, you have a shitty day, then you go do performance or like rock climbing and you do have a really good, you know, workout or you do really well. That gives you a little bit of confidence even though you had a crappy day doing the other thing, you know. So, you know, switching those things up and yeah. not getting bored with one is, I think, very important. And it's just taking me so long to figure that out, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, that's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. I also, like, for some reason, it. I remember it, there was this one, like, famous... Um, person from ukraine and she just got like gave birth and her and she was like still doing all her like million of projects and people are like how do you do that and she's like i feel like it's giving me even more energy that i now have an additional thing <laughs> a child to take care of and i know that i can like relax i have to like do everything 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 and for some reason that gives me even more energy to be doing everything that I've already been doing. Yeah. And I kind of feel that. I'm yeah. not ready for a baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know about all that. That seems like a I'm lot. just like, let me get a child so I, <laughs> yeah, so I work motivated. harder. <laughs> no, I mean, not to get too deep into it, but I had a guy on a couple, uh, like, last year, and he had a kid, and we were just talking about, like, internal versus external motivation. And for me, it's, like, it's hard for me to get motivated a lot of time to do things. And So you should get a child today. Yeah, that's what, and, and that's what he was saying. He's, like, for me, like, you know, the kid is the reason. Like, he's, like, I want to be a good influence on the kid. I want to show him that I'm working hard and that I'm creating a better life for myself. So that way he does the same thing. So, yeah, maybe I'll adopt. Who knows? Um, yeah, get a dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> Be a good influence for a dog. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, so I guess right now, um, how are you feeling with everything? Like, uh, where are you feeling with your stand-up, with your job, or your work, your, um, what was the other, your fashion? You know, how do you feel about everything right now? Well, fashion, I, it's something... <laughs> Fashion for me is when I just, like, want to turn off my brain, I would go and, like, literally scroll some, like, stores online. Mm -hmm. So, I... this is not like nothing. A, There's a little bit of, like, artistic... Like, you have to match. You have to find things that are fit your style specifically, you know? I don't know. I feel like it's on such an automatic level for me now really? that I almost, like, don't even consider it something. Like, when you said, like, oh, in fashion, I'm like, I guess I do it. <laughs> like, I care about clothes and I like it and I know, like, I can distinguish this brand from that brand, but it's not, like, anything I, like, deeply care about. You wow, know? that's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of, like, just a part of me that's, like, there, you yeah. know, but... But for me, I feel like recently, that's when I started getting, as I said, like with school, like really in the groove of mm -hmm. like working hard. And I feel like I kind of got the same mindset about stand-up. Really? Because before that, I would be like, I don't want to go to the mic this week. I want to write. And now I'm like, all right, writing is writing, but I have to go 
like every day I'm available to go. True. So I almost started treating it as a job. Like yeah. there's no choice. And I think it's been rewarding so far for probably like two months that I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. People start recognizing <laughs> you more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Talking to you more. Yeah, yeah and I, I think there's something to be said for, like, if you're doing well in your job or something, or your your main thing in that getting in that groove, there it is going to bleed into how you feel about what you're doing in stand-up as well, or any creative arts. It's just because you have, like, already a background. It's like, all right, I feel good about this. Like, I did something good today, and now I can get into this and um, get into that same groove or try to channel it in a certain way. Yeah. And I don't feel burnt out, and I also don't get upset when I don't do well because, like, I started almost treating it as, like, work in progress. Mm -hmm. So sort of when if I – if somebody doesn't laugh at my joke, it's not that I, like, I'm a failure and it's terrible. (laughs) It's that – I need to change that joke. And now yeah. it's like, all right, how do I change that joke so people will... Uh, and it kind of like brings in the excitement because yeah. it's not about what's there. It's like, how can I change it to make it the best? And yeah. I don't know. It's gonna, It started being like fun. It's like a puzzle piece that I have to yeah. make work. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I feel good about like currently, currently. In, in this day and yeah. this month i feel very good about everything that i'm doing yeah in this day and this month in tomorrow this day, we don't know yeah <laughs> tomorrow we'll see how it goes yeah um well cool i think that's a that's a good solid place um people find you shows instagram what do we what do you shout yourself out plug yourself let's do it all right uh, my <laughs> instagram is katarina chef okay. and uh, um i Hopefully, we'll have more shows coming up. Right. It's in the works. I'm scheduling, uh, working on schedule now. Nice. Yeah, I just had a show yesterday in Philadelphia. That one went oh, well. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, I think Instagram is my. Yeah, main I mean, you'll be video. posting your shows and everything on there as yeah, well. Yeah. Come out to the open mics too if you want to see Co- Catherine. Open mics. Uh, fun. Raven I'm there. Two Street. Do you go to uh, South House still? That that's the night when I have improv. So yeah, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> but I also have been feeling that I like so I've been still doing improv because technically it's like we can do undergraduate and graduate student. Um it's in both type of organizations. So okay. I went to grad school at Drexel, I can still be on the team, so I've still been doing that. But I'm also like kind of thinking that I'm ready to graduate and just mm. move on to stand up full time, yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, slow down a little bit. it's almost like about commitment too. I don't know. No, I can see that for sure. Cause you're, I mean, you're dabbling so many things. It's like, like you said, you might, it might be distracting for you to do improv when you're trying to think about stand up. Yeah. The other way. That's actually like very interesting, right? Cause how do you balance between like having just like, few things that you do so you don't get burnt out and mm-hmm. having too many things that you do and not like focusing or like growing in anything particular yeah i mean i think i mean the key word is balance you know what i mean so if you feel pressured in one way then you know try to alleviate that through another way or i mean like for me it's like i felt like i was trying to stretch myself too many ways so i did kind of take a step back from unfortunately stand up (laughs) but you know i you know i'm growing in one like with rock climbing it's still kind of a new thing for me so it's like i'm growing in that aspect so it's not like i'm 
taking a step back and just sitting around drinking and, you know, smoking or whatever, right? Why do you even rock climb in Philadelphia? <laughs> There's this place called the Cliffs. It's oh. awesome. The Cliffs at Callow Hill. It's amazing. It's like uh, just bouldering and um, you just throw yourself against the wall. It's awesome. Check this out. I, I, this looks this looks painful. Yeah, yeah, but it's like I, honestly, I found like a a correlation between. It's weird, like when you're up on a wall and it's literally a project. They call them projects, um, and you go up on it, and there's always one. They call it the um, I think it's called the the crutch or the some the crux maybe, and it's I like know. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the hardest part of the whole project. Uh-huh. And in that moment, I feel the same sort of adrenaline that I feel when I'm trying to like when I'm trying to do something on stage. You know what I mean? And it's the same sort of like uh, I need to figure this out in a way that works so I complete this task or make people laugh. You know? Um, so it is but really interesting. If you don't, it's way more painful than exactly. like bombing on stage. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Emotionally uh, debatable. <laughs> No, you asked me the things that I can't do, and I said I can't cook and clean. I, I could do that. It's just not that I particularly enjoy, but I can do those two things. What I cannot do is, like, Rock I'm up. not, yeah, I'm not an athletic person <laughs> like that. I can't do, like, any, like, sports that are sports, you really? know? I can go to the gym, I guess, but I cannot do, like, no, rock yeah. climbing. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, volleyball, don't... can't do. Basketball, can't do. Really? So you're yeah. not coordinated, but maybe you're athletic. I think that's it, yeah. Okay. That's a good, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> but don't discount yourself. Try it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's probably a good place to, uh, to cut her off here. Um, any last words for the audience or anything? Uh, last words, <laughs> sounds so sad. last words for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been super fun. Yeah. Uh, I was glad I could talk all about my life. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. And, I'm glad you uh, if current events aside, if you ever get a chance to come to Odessa and visit, I think it'll be a great place. You can ask me any questions that you have about how it's there and yeah. Absolutely. Great time. Hell yeah. I'm excited. That's awesome. Thanks so much. Katerina, I am definitely going to take you up on that vacation to Odessa because that place sounds amazing. Like like Miami, dude. <laughs> I 100% will. And uh, I'm going to get a roster of everybody who listens to this and we're all going to visit you at the same time. And it's going to be amazing and uh, insane. But thanks so much for coming out here, talking to us through your life, through your thoughts uh, and articulating who you are so i appreciate that as always thanks everybody for listening check her out on instagram check check me out on instagram if you want uh steve mcjose uh and uh you know listen to the podcast spread it share it have ask me to come on if you want to come on I'll, I'll put you on uh probably unless unless you're the worst if you're the worst sorry but anyways thanks for listening i love you amen okay bye Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. Welcome back this week. This week, welcome back. Back, welcome to Articulate with Steve McJones.